Kaladin had never been in prison before. Cages, yes. Pits, pens, undergarden, a room. Never a proper prison. Perhaps that was because prisons were too nice. He had two blankets, a pillow, and a chamber pot that was changed regularly. They fed him far better than he had ever been fed as a slave. The stone shelf wasn't the most comfortable bed, but with blankets, it wasn't too bad. He didn't have any windows, but at least he wasn't out in the storms. All in all, the room was very nice. And he hated it. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 2, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 59 and 60 of Words of Radiance. If you haven't caught up on your reading yet, I suggest you go back and make sure that you are. If you've picked the wrong episode, this is episode 38. Make sure that you're on the right one. And also, if you have a second, go and click on the show notes and check out our store with Public. You know, there's a really sweet StormPod hoodie that's there. I'm probably going to get it for myself. As always, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he's in no mood for my games. But is he ever? It's Jack! What's up? <laughs> Depends on what we're playing. Scrabble? Are you up for Scrabble? <laughs> oh, I'm a beast at Scrabble. Are you really? I really am. I'm really bad yeah. at it because I, when I play Scrabble, I always get French words in my, my brain too. And then mm-hmm. if you're playing with a table, if you're playing with a table of bilinguals, that's fine. But if you're playing with my <laughs> wife, she's like, it doesn't count. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. No. Oh no. Soupe doesn't count. We say supper here. We don't say soupe. <laughs> soupe. I love it. I, I would let you have it. Oh, would you? Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. If we played a game, I'd I mean, want to play we're, Skipbo. We're Canadian. Last time I checked, we, we have two official languages. We do. We so do. We probably should I have checked. three. We should probably have three. Yeah. And add a couple more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do, you, uh, what do you think about these two chapters, bro? Well, 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 they were uh, a nice, uh, like a little bit of, of, of a reprieve in terms of their length. And maybe intensity too, right? They're a little less intense, like... They're less intense. They're yeah. more easing easing us into this new uh, this new part. So right. part four, the approach. So we get Kaladin, Shalon, and Dalinar in this uh, um, in this part. Yeah, we haven't had Dalinar a, POVs in a while, eh? No, we haven't. Yeah. So this yeah. this will be interesting. So um, <laughs> um, I, I like the, the the depiction of the uh, shard blade in behind of this mm-hmm. on the on the on the um, paperback. So nice. But in terms of the first chapter that we're covering, chapter 59, so mm-hmm. our first dip into part four. Yeah, it starts, buddy. It starts, and it does start off with a really interesting little quote here at the beginning. It says, I'll address this letter to my old friend, as I have no idea what name you're using currently. Mm-hmm. Cool, old right? Old friends. Yeah. yeah. Old friends. It reminds I always think of old friends uh, from a film, uh, old friends. Uh, it's a it's a horror film, so probably not many have seen it. It's the uh, Exorcist Part Three. I've and, and I've the, and never the villain in it. Re- I've never watched any of the Exorcists. 
I okay. think I started watching it when I was a kid, like when I was like 10 or 11, the first one. And I said, nope. I noped my way right out of there. And I've well, never you, gone back to watch them as an adult. You, you, you've had ha- ha- Habitant Pea Soup, right? I have. And it's so delicious. you've seen the first film. So, so I, you've seen the I first have. film. It's, you, don't, you don't use it to <laughs> paint your walls. You don't, or your ceiling. So yeah, that's really what the the first film's about. Is look, how about we try painting the walls with soup? No, uh, old friends in the villain of part three, uh, um, very very creepily, he says that he relies on the aid of old friends. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, old friend, it's it's kind of a cryptic cryptic sentence. It's there's not much Um, to go on here, but I will remind you that um, Mm -hmm. there did seem to be a letter. Or something that was written in the first book in Way of Kings from one person to another. Remember, there was right. like the uh, the uh, the death uh, quotes uh, um, throughout the whole of uh, Way of Kings. Yeah, and then there was Yasna's um, bo- like uh, uh, notes f- about the Parshendi and the Voidbringers that uh, we were yeah. reading. And then there was one part, I think it was part two, that were just these like kind of nonsensical quotes that either sounded like it was a conversation or a letter being written. And that reminds me of this here part reminds me of that, that maybe, okay. that maybe oh. there's letters. Or Is that maybe being stitched together? Yeah. Maybe they're, maybe they're stitched together. Huh. I will tell you this. Here's a tiny little bit of a spoiler I'm going to tell you. And I, it's okay to oh. tell you at the end because of Because I've already read it. Yes. At the end of the season, Buzzkill Joe was going to do a, a show with us and yes. he is going to stitch all those together into one little narrative Ooh. and read it for us. And then we'll kind of discuss. So. A little mm. something that he cooked up that he wanted us to do. And I said, well, why don't you come on the I'm show? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll do that at Delicious. the end of the season. Delicious. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this um, nice little chapter, Fleet, here. So Fleet is the title of the chapter. Um, and really what this boils down to is this is, this is a story that we're about to be uh, told or mm-hmm. rather experience um, named Fleet. And we're right. going to get this, this story from Kaladin, who's in prison. He's never actually been in prison before. It says he's, uh, he's been in cages, uh, pits and pens, but never a proper prison. Mm-hmm. Well, he now gets to add this onto his resume. Right. It's a bucket list, right? Right. So they actually feed him better in here than as a slave, which is yeah. kind of interesting. It's funny. But, but now that he's enclosed with nothing to do, but lie on his back and think he's restless, sweating, missing the open spaces and this is the sentence I love. He's missing the wind. Yeah. He's been cut off. He's literally been cut off. Even in Tavlakov's caravan, right. he could still mm-hmm. experience the wind blowing through the bars on the way. Right. So even on the shattered plains, the wind was there, but he's been cut off from the wind here. It says here that the next sentence is the solitude didn't bother him, but those walls were crushing in on him. Mm-hmm. Again, this sort of crushing in, it's again, it's a, it feels like a weight. It's again, a, yet another bridge that he must carry. Yeah. On the third day of his imprisonment, he hears something from across the hall outside of his chamber. Mm-hmm. Sill is sitting on an invisible bench on his wall. So that's, that's really cute. Like yeah. he's got his bench to sleep and on, lie on. She's <laughs> like lying in in middle of the air doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I just adore that it's so, so much. It's so I great. can't get enough of her, of her. I yeah. love her. Um almost as much as I uh loved and respected uh, uh Yasna, but <laughs> well, well, but there. I do love I do love myself. Yeah, she's great. Um she says, oh sorry. 
he imagined Bridge 4 having come to break him out. So this commotion that kind of was heard outside, yeah. he's thinking, wow, you know, he's thinking in his mind, maybe Bridge 4 have come to come to spring me. But then the next sentence says, Stormfather said they didn't try something so foolish. Yeah. So he actually doesn't want that. Yeah. He, like he daydreams but, about it or whatever, thinks maybe, yeah. maybe it could be them here to help me. Cause how, how amazing would that make you feel that your men came to break you out? Yeah. But also, that's what I was, but also I don't do that it. so bad. <laughs> yeah. But you don't know, do I, it I just, because it'll get you guys in trouble. Seriously. Right. Yeah. Right. But it would have been so amazing. It would have been. Yeah. Um, Okay. He eyes one of the spheres as it's setting, in its setting on the wall. So he did notice uh, in the text just a, a bit earlier that he, uh, the, the the spheres lighting this prison mm-hmm. was almost like almost communicating to these to these criminals, like tempting them with, well, here's something really valuable just out of your reach, right, right, and you can't you can't use it, but he potentially could use it. He's, he's he could, talking to still here. Yeah, he's probably the only prisoner they've ever had in here who could actually yeah. do something about it. Right. Which I thought was really interesting that you put him in a prison he almost it's it's his choice. Right. Well, I right don't, now I don't he doesn't he have a choice. To stay here. Right now he's out of stormlight. So he Right. He, but that's what I'm he saying. Can't if do anything if about he it. were to get if he could, but yeah. if if he could, yeah. yeah. If he could absorb I like this, this line where he, he, he remarks about how close it is. He's like, I might be able to get close enough to suck that light out. It's only a little farther than the Parshendi were when I drew light from their gemstones. And I like right. that. It's a callback to that moment when he's jumping across the chasm and oh, he's man. able to suck the stormlight from their beard, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. From yeah. the, oh, that's... And as we talked about, that's that's got to be one of my greatest highlights of all time in the series so, so far. far. So is, far, is is the is the wondering whether he knew, whether he made the jump, right? Like not knowing if he could make it. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah, and he didn't know. Like there's a, a there's totally that moment. Yeah, there's that moment the... where he's halfway through and then realizes, yeah. oh, there's gemstones. Realizes, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, dude, it gives me gives me chills. That's great. Mm. Okay, sorry, sip of tea. Um. So interesting that it's just out of his reach. I was just thinking right now with you, uh, just while speaking with you, well, what if that was done on purpose? What if those that made the prison know that you can only absorb it so far? I don't think so, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just thinking, okay, it's kind of convenient that it's just out of his reach. Yeah. It's just a little too far. Yeah. Anyways, then what still asks, um, would you help me break out if, if I wanted to? Do you want to? And he says, I'm not sure, but I might need to. Breaking out would be against the law, though. She lifts her chin. I'm no high spren. Laws don't matter. What's right matters. So there's a term high spren. It's the first time That's, we've ever heard that, that, that term. We've never heard I'm no, high spren. I'm no high spren, so for the spren heads out there. Yeah, spren head. Axies, <laughs> Axies would be shitting himself right now. Oh my god, a new spren. High spren. Well, well, actually, potentially a new a new spren, but maybe a grouping of spren. Like it right. might not be a new spren so much as you know, uh, different spren are high spren. Oh, you mean low like, spren, high spren? Like, right. oh the, yeah, this could be a cast, like a cast system, like a light eyes. Than, oh, they're light eyes. They're high spren kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to dwell on another part of this here just for a second. It's just a okay. little tease. I'm going to, I'm going to prod you here. I'm okay. no high spren. Laws yes. don't matter. Right. What's right Law- matters. 
Right. So she's calling herself, she's saying, I'm no high spren. Laws right. don't matter to me. Right. What matters is what's right to me. But it right. seems like she's indicating that laws do matter to high spren. Correct. Right. Right. And then I want to go and do a tiny little thing here and go, have we met a character in this series so far that the law matters greatly? Well, are you talking about, um, oh yeah, you're talking about the, uh, the mysterious, uh, uh, what's it called? The, not the shadow, um, darkness, darkness. That's right. Yeah. I'll leave you, I'll leave you with that to ponder and chew on that for a bit because there's a no. little, I mean, I'm, we've only I'm, ever, I'm, I'm chewing right now. Actually laws don't matter, but there laws is a character matter, we just, we just got really kind of introduced to so fully maybe introduced if he, where laws matter greatly. So perhaps if he, and we know he has shard, uh, a shard blade mm -hmm. and lift also noticed in that, uh, that interlude that he was able to use the awesomeness. Right. Which could indicate that he might also have his own spren. Potentially a high spren. And it could be a high spren. Right. right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I like right? all that. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that because she's an honor spren, uh, laws don't matter. It, it's, it, it's kind of loaded to, to, to say that, but I mm -hmm. think what, what it really means is that things like honor and justice sometimes do lie outside of the law as we can tell from our own experiences mm -hmm. as, or, as human beings. Or that, or that, over, over, that, over that, uh, that justice and honor might sometimes be against each other, right? Justice might not necessarily yeah, mean yeah. honor, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all really great to think about. On that point, we agree, he says, but you came willingly to prison. Why, why would you leave now? I won't let them execute me, uh, Kaladin says. Well, they're, well they're, they're not going to. You heard Dalinar. Dalinar can go rot. He let this happen. Yeah, but he tried to. He let this happen. He gets louder here, slamming his hands against the bars. He was right back where he'd begun. Mm -hmm. He's the same as the others. Right there. That's the Kaladin I fear. Mm -hmm. Right there. And so does Syl here because she zips right up to him, coming right to, yeah. to him and says, say that again. I know. And I, I like, uh, so this is one of my little highlights here is that she's demanding that he repeat himself. Yeah. And he, in the next, in the next text here, he says it was impossible, not impossible, hard to lie to her. Lying to her was hard. Yeah. All right, fine. All right, fine. He's, he's not the same as all the rest still, but, but the king is, admit it. Elokar is a terrible king. At first he lauded me for trying to protect him. Now, at the snap of his fingers, he's willing to execute me. He's a child. Kaladin, you're scaring me. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Syl here. Yeah, I could, I would have, I could have read, Kaladin, you're scaring me, Jack said, like in the text, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> You've been scaring me for a while, Kaladin. Yeah. Uh, I should probably uh, um, combine our names and uh, Salak says. Um, <laughs> Salak. Um, Kaladin, you're scaring me. Am I? You told me to trust you, Sil. When I jumped down into the arena, you said this time things would be different. How is this different? And she looks away. Mm -hmm. So he, he does have a point there. Even Dalinar, he continues, admitted that the king has made a big mistake in letting Sadius wiggle out of the challenge. Moash and his friends are right. 
this kingdom would be better off without Elokar. Oh. Oh, yeah. So there's, that's a siding with the ghost bloods, isn't it? That's a, or, sorry, uh, um, not the ghost bloods, but with these, um, yeah. these assassins that Moash is mixed up with. Right. We, d- we have no proof that they are part of the ghost bloods. We just know that mm. there's this little group inside the, sh- uh, the I thought Shattered we did Plains. make that connection. No, already. there's no, no, there's absolutely no connection that they are, uh, entangled with the ghost bloods. This, oh, okay. this Sorry. seemingly is something else or on the side or whatever. It, it's, it's possible okay. that they are connected, but there is no evidence f- to that at all. I thought, yeah. Okay. I'm getting my wires crossed there. I think, um, he found himself pacing next, next paragraph again, pacing like a tiger in a cage. Mm-hmm. A very powerful animal he is. Well, rem- remember we had white spine uncaged and now we have one caged. Yeah. Right. right. Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it right there, buddy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm afraid of most here. You'd better keep your word, Dalinar. Get me out. And soon he's thinking that in his mind. Yeah. The disturbance had quieted down across uh, from his, um, from his cell. Um, he's actually going to be uh, fed pretty soon here. It says steamed vegetables arrive. Uh, dribbled with a salty black sauce. Sounds good. Mm, it sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm into it. Nice place you've got here, bridge boy. There comes a voice and it's wit. I love that wit is using bridge boy. I like it a lot. It's great. I, well, when I first read the words, it's, I, I love, I, <laughs> in many ways, I like being a first time reader. In many ways, I don't. <laughs> but, um, so I, I hate being in the dark and I certainly hate being left out of all the fun, um, or some of the fun. Yeah. But, uh, but as soon as I read Bridge Boy, the next word I expected to read was Adeline. Right. Or Adeline. Yeah. So I, I had already in a split second had dreamed up like Adeline coming to see his, his friend, like, right. how you doing buddy? Like, you know, like Han Solo visiting Luke Skywalker yeah. or something yeah, to that something effect. Like, like that, yeah. You know, something like that. And so I'm like, oh, this is so great. But it just changed and it split, split second as soon as I, as soon as it says wit said, and I went, oh, well, it makes and sense. And then I was, sorry, it makes sense what you're thinking because we've already pointed out during that, that battle in the, the duel yeah. that there is a close knit relationship now between these characters they were so far apart and much closer over than the carriage ride and the duel <clears throat> yes. now there's like this familiarity yes. between these people right so right. yeah it makes sense you would have thought that for sure yep um okay i considered uh moving in here myself on on several occasions says wit the rent might be cheap but the price of admission is quite steep <laughs> wit sits on a bench outside the cell under the spheres, tuning some sort of strange instrument on his lap, taut strings and polished wood. He hadn't been, he hadn't been there a moment ago. How did you get in? Yeah, exactly. I had that thought about a paragraph ago when it started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. how does he do this? Yeah. So again, I, I think we've mentioned it on, on this, on this pod before, but you know, wit is just like, um, Q from, right. I shouldn't say just like, because I'm sure there's going to be much more to wit, mm-hmm. even probably more so than what they do with, with a character like Q in Star Trek Next Generation. Well, the thing with Q is but, they never really reveal much, right? They don't give us anything. They keep him pretty mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, um, his ability to show up and encounter various characters, um, is, shall we say it's not surprising, but it's, uh, either convenient or it's just fortuitous in some way. He seems to be, like it's, he seems to be 
at places when characters need him to be. Yeah, perhaps, or to or to push them along. Right. Like, yeah, he he nudges. I, I can't them. tell if he's that. I can't. I, I can't tell yet, or not for sure, if he's nudging them in the right direction <laughs> or the wrong direction. Right. My favorite part of this is <laughs> he hadn't been there a moment ago. Had the bench even been there before? Like, yeah, the bench. It's possible yeah. that Wits smuggled in a bench to sit on, which is hilarious. Oh my gosh, he's got one. Of, he's got one of those re- retractable chairs, yeah. like those. Just sets it up. The ones that smokers use when they go on smoke breaks. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that! I'm not sitting on the grass. Um. Well, there are these things called doors. Uh, Wit says, "Yeah, but the guards let you." Well, technically, he asks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Technically, yeah. What did he do? do you think he thinks about it. Did I actually get their uh, approval to come in? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, must have uh, must have rolled a really good persuasion <laughs> check or cast charm person or something because somehow he got let in. <laughs> so Wit's wearing the black on black. So that <clears throat> not that color always has to mean things, but he's wearing the black on black, thin silver sword undone, brown sack beside him. And he's humming to himself. Perfect pitch, he says. Makes this all so much easier than it once was. Yeah, strange comment, eh? Yeah. And yeah, he kind of just leaves pitch. it like... kind of Makes just... this all so much easier than it once was. What? Mm, perfect what, what, pitch. Well, what does it make? Like, what does perfect pitch make it all so much easier? Like, what's... Perfect pitch as he's humming? Maybe something is enhancing his voice. Maybe. It, it, it sounds like he, he might pitch. not have had perfect pitch before. Like right, before, but now, but he does but now, now. He does, yeah. So, I thought maybe he was referring to the the pitch uh, the pitch perfect uh, uh, pitch perfect movies. Like maybe he's like, <laughs> I have not seen those, so <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen them. It's like Rebel Wilson gets me. He's just like, you know, <laughs> I just love her comedy. She's so good. <laughs> I just love her comedy. Um, so Caledon uh, sat waiting, and Caledon says, "Well." Well, yes, thank you, he says, as in asking how he's, are you well? Like, (laughs) yes, he says, yes, thank you. No, are you going to play music for me? No, you wouldn't appreciate it. Well, then why are you here? I like visiting people in prison. I can say whatever I want to them and they can't do anything about it. Yeah. I've come for a story, he, he finally admits. What story? Well, the one you're going to tell me. Bah, Kaladin says, I'm... In no mood for your games today, Wit. Wit plucks a note on his instrument and then says, Everyone's always, everyone always says that, which first off makes it a cliche. I am led to wonder, is anyone ever in the mood for my games? And if they are, would that not defeat the point of my type of game in the first place? <laughs> so great. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. Um, if I play along today, Kaladin says, will that get rid of you? I'll leave as soon as the story's done. Fine. A man went to jail. He hated it there. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Caledon's story. For sure. And then, then Wit says, so it's a story it's, about a child then. Caledon's <laughs> story is flying off, flying off the, off the shelves. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a kid's book. It's a bestseller. You know, yeah. Fir- yeah. First page, man went to jail. Second page, he hated it. Last page, the end. The end. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, Wit says, so we got a story about a child then. No, it's about... Calvin cuts off and he thinks to himself, I guess, me. Mm-hmm. And then Wit says, well, perhaps a story for a child. I will tell you one, if you, to get you in the mood. A bunny rabbit and a chick went frolicking in the grass together on a sunny day. 
A chick? A baby chicken? And a what? Calvin says. Oh, yes. Forgot myself for a moment. Sorry. Let me uh, make it more appropriate for you. A piece of wet slime and a disgusting crab <laughs> thing went, with 17 legs slunk across the rocks together in an, on an insufferably rainy day. Is that any better? So, dude, I was laughing out loud because, again, part of what makes this so delightful is, you know, horses are evil. Right. Or horses are. <laughs> right. What's a bunny? Just, what, what, what's what? a bunny rabbit? A bunny rabbit? Yeah. What's, What's that? It sounds like Wit is telling a story not appropriate for th- this these people. Well, and and I find it really curious that he knows about a bunny rabbit, right? And Kaladin doesn't. Right now, what I really want to know is: is it just Kaladin, or is it the people of Roshar? Well, or is it certain areas of Roshar? We don't. We, like, are we, we talking about? We have not explored the whole planet yet, right? We we have not. There are many, many areas we haven't been yet. So it, that's curious. I do like though. He's like, oh, let me make it appropriate for you. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So Wit, uh, <laughs> he says, <laughs> is that any better? I suppose. Uh, Kaladin says, is the story over? It hasn't started yet. And Whip, Wit now abruptly slaps the strings and then begins to play with ferocious intent. Mm-hmm. The rhythm actually got inside of Kaladin. Mm-hmm. And I think the choice of words there is interesting. Rhythm. Right. Attuning to rhythms, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's really what they're alluding to here necessarily. Um, I don't know. But I think the language... <clears throat> could be conscious knowing Mr. Sanderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it seems it's always conscious when it comes to Mr. Sanderson. He's always doing things purposefully. So, you know, so that that could instincts. be a thing. So, Kaladin could have a connection to the listeners. Maybe I don't know. It seemed to shake the entire room. I like that. I liked imagining that, mm-hmm. like his prison cell shaking from the strumming. Yeah. Um. What do you see? Wit demands. Close your eyes, idiot. <laughs> Kaladin closes his eyes and he thinks, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. And what do you see? Wit was playing with him. The man was said to do that. He was supposedly Sigzil's old mentor. Mm-hmm. Which we already know, right? We've, we've been told this before. Yeah. Shouldn't Kaladin have earned a reprieve by helping out his apprentice? And then as he continues to play, it gets more complex. And Kaladin's thinking, how could one man, one instrument, produce so much music? So that, I like about that paragraph. You know what he, really you know cool. why, right? Because Wit is using a, like a reverb pedal. So he's like recording, uh, yeah. he's recording a thing and then he's all like, <laughs> let's, let's switch to the well, other he, thing. He, and so he just. Well, he's, <laughs> he's looping actually. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, exactly. He's, he's got doing a loop, loop pedal. He's, he's got playing pedal, one yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> okay. Um. Kaladin saw in his mind a race. So as he closes his eyes, this, this music has mm. brought him an illusion, a dream, a visualization, a manifestation of this story. Right. And we are along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the song of a man who's running, Kaladin says. And it says here, in the driest part... Of the brightest day, the man set off from the eastern sea, and where he went or why he ran, the answer comes from you to me. Right. So does that mean from you to me, from Kaladin to Wit? Right. 
what do you think about this? This is like a very interactive storytelling here where Kaladin is setting up, setting the table and Wit is telling us what the dishes are. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, it's almost like, it's almost like role-playing. Cal gets to tell him what the story is sort of. And as yeah. the, the dungeon master, Wit is telling him back what the result of those actions are. You know, I really yeah. love this. It's really, really, really cool. It's interesting. The man was fleet. Now, is this Wit speaking or is this the story speaking? This is Wit transmitting back to Cal. So he says, and where oh. he went on why, or why he ran, the, the, the answer comes from you to me, from Cal to me. And then Cal yeah. says he ran from he the ran storm. He ran from the storm. Right. So that's what he gives Wit. So then Wit extrapolates or rather, that, yeah. it's hard to tell. Like, is he, is he extrapolating or is he telling a... An event? There is a there is a slight answer to this later on in the chapter when yeah. Wit kind of explains to Kaladin where the story <clears> comes <throat> from. Let's let's right. wait to talk about it when we get there because Wit gives us a okay. little bit more information about it when we get there. The man was fleet, whose name you know. He's spoken of in song and lore. The fastest man e'er known to live. The surest feet ever known to roam. In time long past, in times I've known. He raced the Herald Chanarak. So times I've known is where I put a little asterisk there because mm -hmm. it seems like Wit has witnessed Fleet. Yeah, it seems right? as long as he's he he he's saying that's, that. Right, he's saying that. He won that race as he did each one. But now the time for defeat had come. Right. That's interesting. For Fleet so sure and Fleet the quick. To all that heard, he yelled his goal, to beat the wind and race a storm. So to beat the wind, that's interesting. Yeah. How would that apply to Kaladin? To beat the wind? Well, he, to move faster than it? Like to move faster than a storm? To stay ahead of the storm, right? Okay, that I like. What I don't like is if it means um, anything um, against um, Sill. Well, let's keep in mind that the result of this story, which we know because we've already read this and we're just reviewing yeah. it, is that yeah. the storm catches everyone eventually. Eventually. Right. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. So but I like to believe personally, I like to believe that maybe, but maybe not all. Mm -hmm. And that's the, what I'm the other catch to. from this too, and this is like kind of <clears throat> part of my highlight at the end, but it was a little early highlight is that the storm catches everyone eventually, but fleet mm -hmm still ran if you know right, the end he, is going to come at some point you can just sit there and wallow and not what do that anything. means but fleet, he never gave up he never gave up yeah. fleet continued to right. run yeah to run yeah. yeah a claim so brash a claim too bold to race the wind it can't be done undaunted fleet was set to run so to the east there went our fleet upon the shore his mark was set the storm grew strong. The storm grew wild. Who was this man all set to dash? No man should tempt the god of storms. No fool had ever been so rash. The god of storms, dude. I really like that a lot. Mm. And uh, we, We've had a name 
uh, <laughs> uh, 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 before, right? We have a name as the Stormfather has been said many, many times. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe this is just another version of that. We know that that's one yeah. of the things Sanderson does in these books is has several different names for several for one thing, right? For one given thing, yeah, right? So based on your perspective, right. your culture, your got yeah. a storm, Stormfather. Yeah, it's probably the same entity. Fleet, a barefooted man, lanky and tall tied back long hair that went down to his waist, Fleet took his mark on the shore, leaning forward in a running posture. So I, I love this, picturing this dude. Mm-hmm. Imagine this massive storm wall coming towards yeah. you. It's, it's in the distance. Yeah. He's on the shore. The waves are crashing in. And he's, he's, he's digging his feet in, getting mm-hmm. ready to run and run toward it. Yeah. Or run away from it, right? Or, or, or run away from it. Yeah. Um, Hang on here. With a with a running posture, waiting as the storm wall thundered and crashed across the sea toward him, Fleet tore off just in front of an angry, violent wall of water, lightning, and wind-blown rocks. So this whole part here is <sighs> not being told by Wit. This is what Cal is seeing in his head. Right. right. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is out of, uh, quotations. Yeah, because at the beginning it's in his mind's eye. Cal is in his seeing mind's this, eye. he's seeing yeah. the story in his head, not being told right. by wit. At first, Kaladin says, Fleet did well. Right. So that's, that's from Cal. Mm-hmm. And then the next, uh, little bit is, or rock and grass, our fleet did run. He leaped the stones and dodged the trees. His feet were a blur. His soul... A sun. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a lot. interesting. Yeah. The storm was so grand it raged and spun, but away from it, our fleet did run. And the lead was his, the wind behind. Did man now prove that storms could lose? I like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's awesome. Through land he ran so quick and sure in Elthkar, he left behind. But now the test he saw ahead for mountains he would have to climb. But the storm surged on, released a howl. It saw its chance might now approach. There is the word approach, which is what this... Mm -hmm. Right. To the highest mounts and the coldest peaks, our hero, Fleet, did make his way. The slopes were steep and paths unsure. Would he maintain his mighty lead? Kaladin interrupts here and says, obviously not. You can never stay ahead, not for long. So there's, I don't know, is that the, a little bit of the wretch? You can never stay ahead. You can never accomplish. You can never have peace. You can never, you know, you can't save your brother. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't, for you sure can't save. For sure is a little bit of yeah, that, that, that Kaladin. I think so. For sure. Yeah. Well, Wit, I think it's Wit in the next says, no. The storm grew close till it chewed his heels. I like that there, chewed his heels, almost like a monster inside, eh? Yeah. All right? Yeah, it's really awesome. Upon his neck, Fleet felt its chill. Mm-hmm. Chill. Yeah, its breath of ice was all around. And when it said breath, I thought, wow, it's almost alive. feeling like vo- alive. Like it feels like a, you know, it could be a dragon or a monster in there for all, mm-hmm. for all I know. Um, a mouth of night and wings of frost. Yeah. See wings of frost, like really a dragon, cool. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, I mean. for sure. 
Its voice was on the breaking rocks. Its song was of the crashing rain. And then the next paragraph says, Caledon could actually feel it. Mm -hmm. The icy water, the cold wind, you know, pelting his skin, a roar that was so loud he couldn't hear anything at all, at all, anything else at all. And then the next line, Sean, he'd been there, he'd felt it. Right. What does that mean? Like, are we talking that, like, old friends, are these characters, like, I've, I've asked you this before, and I don't think you've ever given me an answer, I, probably because you can't, but are these characters living, are they connected to other characters of old in an intrinsic way, in a shared uh, consciousness kind of way, or shared history or you know what I mean like there's been so much of this I, I find these but just you know subtle but still he'd been there he'd felt it for, for <laughs> then this, we get a joke here hold on let me bit. let me uh <laughs> let me uh um um stretch out this, oh, you're this gonna moment t- here okay just um, okay. Uh, I can't answer your question um that you okay. asked uh-huh. unfortunately but he'd been there he'd felt it he had been in a high storm he had felt it he'd been well he knows what it's like to to be in a storm, but Fleet is not in it. No, Fle- Fleet's not in it. But he right. He knows what this feeling is that he's imagining. The thing that he can feel right now while the story is being told, he had actually mm-hmm, felt this mm-hmm. before when he was actually in the storm. In the storm, yeah, yeah. So he has firsthand experience. So it continues here. <laughs> this yeah. is a funny uh, interject. This is a bit of levity here. Yeah. Then the then the tip he reached. The point he found, Fleet climbed no more. He crossed the peak and down the side, his speed returned outside the storm. Or actually, no, it's not the levity I was thinking of. It's in the next paragraph mm-hmm. or next uh, chapter. Outside the storm, Fleet found the sun. Azir's plains were now his path and he sprinted west, more broad his stride. But then Kaladin says, but he was growing weak. Like, I find it's interesting that wits points of view are telling how amazing fleet's accomplishments are mm-hmm. and how he is staying ahead of it but it's kaladin that's interjecting Keeps and saying it back right yeah but yeah but there's this and yeah but there's that mm-hmm. like it's interesting but kaladin says he was growing weak no man can run that far without getting tired even fleet i like that it's almost like he has a familiarity with them like i yeah. i've bought into your story and even the fastest man, even fleet, can't stay ahead. Yet soon the race its toll did claim, his feet like bricks, his legs like cloth. In gasps, one runner drew his breath, the end approached. The storm outdone, but slowly did our hero run. Kaladin says there's more mountains. Shinovar. And Wit says a final challenge raised its head. A final shadow to his dread, the land did rise up once again, the misted mountains guarding Shin. To leave the storming winds behind, our fleet again began to climb. The storm caught up. The storms again came to his back, the winds again did spin around. The time was short, the ending near, as though those mounts our fleet did dash. It was right upon him. Even going down the other side of the mountains, he was unable to stay ahead of this, ahead of it, ahead I, of the storm. I want to point out here that 
Cal's contributions were very small at the beginning. Yes. And then they he, he starts to de- kind of describe more and more what's happening here. See, well, I wasn't sure if, if, if we're actually, because in the text it doesn't say, you know, Kaladin whispered or Kaladin said, so it's kind of tricky to figure out who's really saying know, what. Yeah. But, I, but I'm with you. I, I, I like to imagine it that Cal is getting more into the story right. and offering more. But it's still offering more obstacle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because um, if we look with earlier, three, okay. if we look earlier in the uh, in the story, um, mm-hmm. the qu- close quotations only qu- close when wit is done talking. If you look at the p- previous page, the man was fleet when he starts telling right. the story. For, yep. for now, the time had come, yep. for a defeat had yep. come. There's no close quotations there. He's just going to continue. Correct. But there are Correct. close quotations here, and then there open are. quotations and close quotations again. So which means that right. that's Kaladin coming into the story. But I like how he hasn't labeled it, Kaladin said, Wit said, because it's no, more it doesn't fluid do that, that way. Right here. And, yeah, and you can kind of imagine that maybe yeah. they're like, they're they're both cutting each other off with the story a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like the little child who's like, it's like the kid in the princess bride. Oh, you, you, you can keep reading if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's getting into it. Um, okay. So, uh, fleet did that. Da- oh, hang on. Where were we? Uh, the time was short. The ending was near as though those mounts, our fleet did dash and, uh, his contribution, it was right upon him. Even going down the other side of the mountain, he was unable to stay very far ahead he crossed the peaks but lost his lead. The last paths lay before his feet. But strength he'd spent and might he'd lost. Each step was toil and each breath in pain. A sunken land he crossed with grief. The grass was so dead it did not move. Yeah, but, but here the storm, it too did wilt. The thunder lost and lightning spent. The drops slipped down, now weak as wet. For Shin is not a place for them. Ahead the sea, the race's end. Fleet stayed ahead, his muscles raw. Eyes barely saw, legs barely walked, but on he went to destiny. The end, you know, the end will live. A shock for men to me, you'll give. It's great, right? That's pretty cool. I love that. Music, but no words. Wit waited for Kaladin's reply. Enough of this, Kaladin thinks. And he speaks to Wit and he says, He died. He didn't make it. The end. The music stops abruptly. And Kaladin opens his eyes, looking towards Wit. Wit just stares at him, instrument still in his lap. So you do know this story, Wit says. What? I thought you were making it up. No, you were. Well, then what is there to know? Wit smiles and says, all stories have been told before. We tell them to ourselves, as did all men who ever were, and all men who ever will be. The only things new are the names. Yeah. So this is what I was getting at before. I you were asking, so like, is, it, is this a story that, you know, <laughs> like, and he said that I've told this story before, but what's new are the names. So right. this kind of story is a story that's been told over and over and over again. Right, you know, th- over the desolations and over the whatevers, but yeah. but there, th- this is just a new rendition of that. This kind of story has been told before. So, Fleet was he real? He's as, as real as I am, and he died. 
before he could finish the race? I like how Kaladin is now asking about it, but he's the one who declared it in the story. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love it. He died, Wit smiles. What? So it's that, that so that's like the little kid in Princess Bride's like what well that well that can't be the end that that sucks uh, yeah. you know uh, yeah. the, the the man the man in black can't die he he marries he marries Buttercup and uh, Humperdinck uh, you know <laughs> Humperdinck <laughs> Humperdinck so uh, yeah this is Kaladin saying what he dies Wit attacked the instrument music ripped through the small room Kaladin rose to his feet at. At the as the new as the new as the notes reached new heights, upon that land of dirt and soil which shouts, our hero fell and did not stir. His body spent, his strength undone. Fleet the hero was no more. The storm approached and found him there. It stilled, and stopped upon its course. The rains they fell, the winds they blew, but forward. They could not progress, for glory lit and life alive, four goals unreached, and aims to strive. All men must try, the wind did see. It is the test, it is the dream. I love that line, that last line there. It's so it great. It is the test? Yeah. It is the dream? Yeah. Um, Kaladin steps slowly up to the bars of his prison. Even with his eyes open, he could see it. Imagine it. Even with his eyes open. Yeah. That's really neat. So in the land of dirt and soil, our hero stopped the storm itself. And while the rain came down like tears, our fleet refused to end this race. His body dead, but not his will. Within those winds, his soul did rise. And it flew upon the day's last song to win the race and claim the dawn, past the sea and past the waves. Our fleet no longer lost his breath, forever strong, forever fast, forever free, to race the wind. Hmm. It's really nice, right? That's a nice way to end it, eh? Mm -hmm. But that's wit ending it that way. That's not Kaladin. Yeah. Kaladin rested his hands on the bars of the cage. Uh... Wit, looking at his instrument, a proud smile on his lip. He tucked his instrument under his arm, took his bag and sword, and walked toward the doorway on the way out. What does it mean, Kaladin whispers. It's your story. You decide. But you already knew it. I know most stories, but I'd never sung this one before. What does it mean, Kaladin of Bridge Four? Kaladin Stormblessed? The storm caught him, Kaladin says. The storm catches everyone eventually. Does it matter? I don't know. Good, says Wit. He tips his sword up, almost as a sign of respect. Then you'll have something to think about, and he leaves. (laughs) Isn't that great? Great. So, highlight for me, I don't know. I mean, I think... Kaladin's interest in the story, um, like what we we're, we were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, his interest in it he increasing as it's going, it. yeah, becomes more invested, and uh, and then he becomes surprised that he's not satisfied by what he gave as the end for Fleet. 
So he already provides that ending. He he's mm-hmm. defeated the storm. He can't yeah. outrun the storm. Yeah. He's defeated. He dies. Oh, he dies. He he actually does die. Right. He uh, this, this this is Kaladin questioning. He doesn't want that ending. No, he doesn't. No, ultimately he does not. Right. So I think that's my highlight, and I think that's really the point of this story. I've told this story before, but not like this. Meaning, not with your name. Right. Or not with your insights into it. I've told these, this kind of story yeah. before. Right. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. It's like a super low key chapter, but like mm-hmm. a really, like, I mean, we've talked about this before with Wandersale and I just love it when Wit tells a story to a character. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. really like kind of basic about, you know, learning something about yourself through a, a make-believe story and i think that's kind of what we are are going through reading these books we learn a little yeah. bit more about ourselves and in this case mr sanderson brandon is is which sure. right? he's telling us the stories and sure and by us picking it apart like this we are kaladin kind of already <laughs> knowing the stories because it, we already like all stories have kind of already been written it's just the names that are different and I really like that. Mm, it's really me great. Me too. Mm-hmm. I like it. So my highlight is a slightly different one. I really love everything we just said, but I do find it hilarious that all of a mm. sudden Wit's there and there's a bench there as well. And he's like, How the f- was there even a bench there? <laughs> I just, it's just so, it's such a ridiculous thing, but it's so hilarious. Yeah. Wit is the kind of guy who would have been His able to sneak bench. in the bench. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. Where did that bench come from? Yeah. Okay, the next chapter, the second of part four, is called Veil Walks, chapter 60. What a great one. Veil Walks, yeah. (laughs) It's it's pretty great. This is, this is, uh, this is, this is changing the game, Mm -hmm. I find, with regards to the powers and what you can do. Mm Mm-hmm. Both our both our search binder um, characters are learning what they can do with these powers, slowly mm -hmm. but surely, and they're, they're growing into them, which is great. So here we have um, a nice pattern depiction over the uh, over the arch uh, of the uh, the stonework that's done. The stonework is interesting, though. There have been a lot of changes in the artwork. I don't know if you've noticed that in terms of the chapters. We um, I feel like we kind of dropped the ball at the beginning of this pod uh, when we started yeah. it and not talked about the relief work. And yeah. uh, now I feel like it's too late for us to even go back and redo it. So why don't we just skip the relief work? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll have to now. If, unless, you, want, unless we if can... you want a specific pod to talk about the relief work in the, in the Stormlight Archive series, start your own <laughs> podcast and then we will listen to you. There um, you go. Did you, uh, do you have this, the image though? Do you have the, uh, the picture? I, I do. I have the picture. Mm-hmm. It's uh, across on the paperback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have the mosaic that was done of Storm Seat. We talk, they talk about it a little um, later in the chapter. So if we you wanted to talk about it then, we so can wait till good. we can wait till we get I there. I was I was figuring that, that that we would talk about it then, but it is it is pretty gorge. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. uh, it would be nice to see it in color. Mm-hmm. Um, but even as a black and white image, it's uh, it's quite striking. And um, I do like the sort of three D elements that are in the picture mm-hmm. that sort of pop off the off of the uh, yeah, it's page, really neat. so to speak. Um, Aha, sorry, no, we can't go to aha. We are going to go to the intro here. Have you given up on the gemstone now that it is dead? And do you no longer hide behind the name of your old master? 
I am told that in your current uh, incarnation, you've taken a name that references what you presume to be one of your virtues. Hmm. What do you make of that? I mean, not much. It's super vague, <laughs> super random. Um, mm. It is definitely maybe the continuation of what we read earlier. Mm. It seems to flow. So like I said, we will we will examine that more as a bonus episode later on. Taken on a name that references what you presume to be one of your virtues. Mm-hmm. Who's taken on a name that represents a virtue? I don't know. Do we have any characters who are named after virtues? I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Dalinar. Doesn't sound like it. Unless, no. unless someone's name means a know. virtue that we don't, we're not uh, aware of it yet. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So Shalon says, aha. And she finds, retrieves a, 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 pa- a paper in a large stack of papers that are out in front of her. And she's looking for this map. So she finds it. And it's one of the ancient ones that Yasna was talking about. Mm-hmm. And she's with, she's with Pattern and she says, look, holding the map beside a modern one. So she's got two, two maps comparing them. Right. And she says to herself, bastard. She turned the maps around so that Pattern, who decorated the wall above her headboard, could see them. So she, I, I like the fact that these two are like studying, um, you know, almost like, you know. Yeah. It's they've a, got uh, their materials out. I, I I love the um I love the Shalon and Pattern uh, studying maps uh, um uh, t- TV show like like that's my favorite TV show is the Shalon and Pattern uh, half hour comedy. Um, she says bastard here because she's cop she's yeah. looking at one of the maps that she copied by hand from her memory from Amram's wall and thinking right. about Amram reignites her dislike for him memory because of, of him Helleran, right? bastard right right. Um, which of course that anger will pretty soon or within time invariably will go to Kaladin. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. A pattern says Shalon. I see no pattern. Says pattern. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Look right here. She says on this, uh, on this old map, the area is, and he interrupts her and says, Natanatan. One of the epoch kingdoms, she says, organized by the heralds themselves for divine purposes and blah, 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 she says, but look, and she points to this one place on the map, the capital of Natanatan, Stormseat, if you were to judge where we'd find the ruins of it, comparing this old map to the Amram one, Pattern says it would be in those mountains somewhere, between the words Dawn's Shadow and the U in the Unclaimed Hills. But she disagrees with this. Mm-hmm. She says, no, 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 use a little imagination. The old map isn't as wildly inaccurate. Stormseat was right here on the Shattered Plains. And Pattern's like, that's not what the map says. Close enough, she says. That is not a pattern. Humans, you do not understand patterns. Like right now, it is second moon. Each night you sleep during this time, but not tonight. I can't sleep tonight. More information, please, says Pattern. Why not tonight? Is it the day of the week? Do you always not sleep on Giselle? Giselle probably is a day, is a, uh, I don't, have we had that before? We, we've that talked about it a little bit. We'll, we'll revisit it in, uh, in the okay. info dump. Or is it the weather? Has it grown too warm? The position of the moon's relative to, no, it's none of that, she says. I just can't sleep. Your body is capable of it, surely. 
Well, probably, but not my head. It surges with too many ideas, like waves against the rocks. Rocks that I guess are also in my head. I don't think that metaphor makes me sound particularly bright. <laughs> I love that metaphor. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. I've got too many uh, ideas in my head, like waves against rocks. And the rocks are the rocks. also, I guess, also in my head. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's so great. She says, no, no more complaints to Pattern. Tonight I am doing scholarship. I wasn't complaining, says Pattern. I do not remember well, but did Yasna not use a desk when she, when she was doing scholarship? Desks are for boring people and for people who don't have a squishy bed. So she does like to study on her nice yeah. bed. Yeah. What I want to point out here, though, uh, through all this dialogue, is that um, it appears to me that Pattern is changing the way he speaks. Yeah. He's using a lot more words. He's not stopping with a lot of the pauses and what, mm, like he's... How do I say... Mm, yeah. 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 He's changing. Right. He's, he's, because, he's learning from her, right? He's totally learning from her. Yeah. Even so like much that he, still... in a little bit here, he tries to tell a joke and mm -hmm. he tries to be witty like Shalon normally is, which yeah. is fucking brilliant. I, lo I love what he's... Oh, dude, there's, there's a couple of bits here. Yeah. Uh, de deaths are for boring people. That's a good t-shirt. Yeah. Um, in a stroke of insight, she'd slipped a copy of one of her pages of quotes about Urethiru, its potential riches, and its connection to the Shattered Plains in with the reports that were being sent to Polona, which is Siberial's mistress or wife? I can't remember Girlfriend, um, lady. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Ladies, not put labels on it. Yo, you know, it's working. Yeah. Let's not put labels on it. Let's not put, They're yeah, happy. Let's not put let's, uh, uh, happiness is all that matters. I was going to quote the Big Lebowski and say, a special lady friend. <laughs> there you go. Um, at the bottom, she wrote, amongst Yasna Kolin's notes are these indications of something valuable hidden out in the Shattered Plains will keep you informed of my discoveries. This is interesting that she's planting this on purpose right. to increase the interest that Sabariel and Polona might have yes. with regards to this, this uh, expedition, if you will, just in case Adeline's promises fall through. Right. She's trying to cover both bases, but also if she has the backing of potentially one of the richer high princes, which Sabariel seems to be quite wealthy when it comes to, oh, yeah. you know, his industry Absolutely. and all that stuff. If she can yeah. get him interested in it, then that might be, she might can just bypass the colons altogether and just do it on her own. Sure. Doesn't she's, have to go through so much red tape. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, she was thinking to herself, this, this would be easier if Navani would agree to meet with me. Yeah. She'd, she'd written again to Navani and gotten the reply that Navani was busy caring for Dalinar, who had come down with a sickness. So again, this is unresolved between these two. I understand what we've talked about, that Navani associates Shalon's arrival with the death of Yasna. Mm -hmm. I get it. But there's just something about it that I feel like there's more to it. Right. But I don't know what it is. And... Dalinar, who had come down with a sickness, not life-threatening apparently, but he had no. withdrawn for a few days to recuperate. Hmm, right. curious. Do we know about that already? Or is that just like, like another vision, perhaps? Uh, or? I, potentially. Kaladin uh, uh, said in his chapter previously that there had just been a high storm. So um, it's mm. potentially that, right? Yeah. Did Adolin's aunt blame her for botching the dueling agreement? That's the next sentence, the next yeah. paragraph. Maybe. I feel for her. I feel Maybe. for her. 
Yeah, it's it's potent. It's very possible. It was her idea in the first place, and that got, you know, just got doing, just trying to pull a maneuver like that kind of got them in hot water, right? So, oh yeah. Well, it turned out okay in that Aelin was still able to win, but with the Kaladin, with the aftermath, yeah, and also with Sadia slipping away. That's mm-hmm. the that's the real uh, right. Uh, the downside of it. You're right. Um, just before the end of that paragraph, though, it says that her brothers have still not responded to her letters. Right. So that makes me concerned. What's ha- are her letters being uh, intercepted? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. So um, letters would be sent by span read. Is that correct? Is that how she would be communicating? Yeah, through an intermediary. Uh, like she'd send them to... Um, to to Shek. Remember the the city to Shek. She would write to Shek, and the Shek would write to them. So she's not writing to them. Yeah, d- d- like a, a straight because she lost her um her means to be able to talk to her brother, like her communications. Right, so she'd have to go through like a different uh, uh, place. Yeah, so that's not uh, that's an area of concern as well. Someone, I'm, I predict that some someone is uh, preventing that line of communication. And also that there could be something uh, happening uh, on uh, in Yakoved that's uh, that's not so good, pr- yeah. t- potentially involving your brothers. So um, I find sleeping very odd, says Pattern. I know that all phys- uh, beings in the physical realm engage in it, but do you find it pl- uh, pleasant? You fear non-existence, but is not unconsciousness the same thing? Wow, that is like five head explosion emojis in a row. Is unconsciousness not like non-existence? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between not existing and being asleep? Well, that's it. You know, I mean, (laughs) and, and, and it's, it's always been the, the, you know, a huge thing that I've, you know, been thinking about for a long time is just that consciousness may not be anything special. Right. In terms of our universe and, and, and what's happening around us. Is it, I mean, consciousness could just simply be, you know, uh, an, uh, an accident, a happy, happy, uh, lucky sort of experience for those that get to have it and, and, and enjoy it. Existence but, is a Bob Ross quote. It's just a happy well, accident. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not so convinced that consciousness is necessary. Perhaps, perhaps this story will uh, help me with that, with yeah, that maybe. journey. Um, with sleep, it's only temporary. Ah, it's all right. Because in the morning, you reach return to sentience. Well, and she said, I like her response here. Well, that depends on the person. For many of them, sentience might be too generous a term. That's funny. There's yeah. our shalom. And then, um, then patterns, pattern hums, trying to sort through the meaning of what she said. Finally, he buzzed yeah. an approximation of a laugh. Of a laugh. Buzzes out a laugh. Yeah, and then Shalon's you know like, what? how much I want to hear that? Yeah. I want to hear what a buzzing laugh it sounds like. I really do. <laughs> but like Shalon, like Cox and I, I, I was like, it. what is that? Like, what the what? fuck? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, what? I have guessed that what you said is humorous. Pal- pa- pattern says, though I do not know why it was not a joke. I know of jokes. A soldier came running into camp after going to see the prostitutes. He was white in the face. His friends asked if he had found a good time. He said that he had not. They asked why. He said that when he'd asked how much the woman changed, 
she'd said one mark plus the tip. He told his friends that he hadn't realized they were charging body parts now. <laughs> Shalon, gr- yeah. Shalon grimaced, and she says, you, you heard that from, from Vatha's men, didn't you? Yes, he admits. It is funny because the word tip means several different things. A payment made in addition to the sum initially charged, usually given voluntarily, and the top piece of something. In addition, I believe that the tip means something in the slang of the soldiers, and so the main... The, sorry, and so the man in the joke thought she was going to cut off his... Yes, thank you, says Shalon. That is a joke, Pattern says. I understand why it is funny. Ha ha. Sarcasm is similar. You replace an expected result with one grossly unexpected... And the humor is in the juxtaposition. But why was your earlier comment funny? <laughs> he says, dude, this is so funny. I can't believe it. It this, might even be my highlight. This is, is him. This is like my, the, the, I want to see this routine at Just for Laughs. Like this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's to, well, I can't believe that they, 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 he goes on about the tip. That was what I meant earlier in the other chapter yeah, when I read the, the word levity. tip. And I'm like, oh, oh we're going to get the levity. No, no, it was right. in this chapter. Right. Um. It's, deb- it's debatable whether it was at this point, but pattern, uh, nothing is less funny than explaining humor. Yeah, that's the best part. We have, we have more important things to discuss. So he's, he's wanting it all. He wants a deeper understanding of jokes and, and sarcasm and timing and things. Yeah. And she's like, look, I, I, we, we have more important things to do. Um, and he says, hmm, such as why you have forgotten how to make your images produce sound. You did it once long ago. See, again. Yeah. Long ago. I've experienced something, you know, before. There it is again. And the next line is an ellipsis. Right. No response. Right. And then Shalon blinks and then resumes. Now, I want to point this out a little bit because we've had moments here where Shalon literally blacks out. You know, she. Um, when she's younger, she blacks out stuff that's too hard to deal mm-hmm. with. When too Pattern to starts with. talking mm-hmm. to her about her past, she she says stuff like, and then I, I then she ignored him. Mm-hmm. And so th- I wonder how much time passes in this ellipses. That doesn't say anything. It doesn't really yeah, explain how long. That's interesting. But I, I mean, she could have been sitting there not paying attention for quite a while until she decided to snap out of it when she blinks. So it's quite it's quite a weird thing that Shalon's got going on here. Uh, Shalon blinks and then held up the modern map. The capital of Natanatan was here on the Shattered Plains. The old maps are misleading. Amaram notes that the Parshendi use weapons of masterly design far beyond their skill in craftsmanship. Where would they have gotten those? From the ruins of the city that once was here. Right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the merchant that she'd bought this map from claimed that it was ancient, and it was from a book in Azir. And it had a drawing of the tile mosaic depiction of the city of Stormseat. So that goes to the, the piece image, of artwork. Yeah, the image yeah. that we saw earlier, yeah. Scholars reject the idea that Stormseat, so this capital, was here on the plains, says Shalon. They say that the craters of the war camps, they don't match the descriptions of the city. Instead, they propose that the ruins must be hidden up in the highlands where you indicated. But Yasna didn't agree with them. She points out that few of the scholars have actually been there and that this area in general is poorly explored. 
Right. So they're saying that the reason why Stormseat couldn't be here is that right. what they know about Stormseat does not right. match the match. natural craters that were here when the Alethi got here. They built their right. war camps in these craters. Right. Right. These natural occurring craters that were here. And they're assuming that the, when they talk about well, the unless Stormseat- they're, unless, they're, unless they're impact craters. That's possible. We don't know at all what it is, but the Alethi originally are saying that um, they, they are rejecting the idea of Stormseat being here because they're assuming that Stormseat has to be, if it's on the Shattered Plains, has to be located where these craters are. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Stormseat doesn't need mm. to be where the Alethi made their war camps. No. Right? No, that no. you're right. Yeah. Well, Pattern is saying, hmm... And then Shalon says, I agree with Yasna. Stormseat wasn't a large city. It could have been in the middle of the plains, and these craters something else. Amram says here he thinks that they might have once been domes. Right. That's interesting. I wonder if that is even possible. They're, they'd be so large. Anyway, this might uh, have been a satellite city of some sort. Interesting the use of the... I didn't catch that the first time, but the use of the word satellite... Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Shalon felt like she was getting close to something. Yeah, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Amram's notes spoke mostly of trying to meet with the Parshendi to ask them about the Voidbringers and how to return them. That's what he wanted Amram to do, right? Amram wants to return them, right. Yeah. Which is so different. Everyone seems to have a different take on what to do right. with the Voidbringers. Right. Like, their listeners, they don't want them back at all. Right. And they also fear their, they don't want their gods back. And actually, I think I was drawing a line there, but maybe that hasn't been established. Are the Voidbringers and the gods the same thing to the listeners? We don't know. We know Mm. that the Parshendi fear the return of their gods. We know that Yasna and Shalon now, after uh, Yasna's passing away, fear that the Parshendi could be the Voidbringers. Could be the Voidbringers, right. So the two could be linked, but they don't necessarily mean, they don't, doesn't mean that they have to be linked because as you said before, just because Yasna had a thought of something doesn't make it true, right? No. So. No. This gets Her. back to the, the onion. This gets back to who discovered the Parshendi first. It depends on right. who you ask. So these things could right. be linked and they could not be linked. We'll only know when Mr. Sanderson wants us to know. Ah. Okay. Um, this may have been a satellite city of some sort. Shalon felt she was, she was getting close. Amaram wants to send the Voidbringers back. He did mention Urathiru, however and seem to have come to the same conclusion as Yasna, that the ancient city of Stormseat would have contained a path to Urathiru. Mm-hmm. Ten of them had once connected the ten capitals of the Epoch kingdoms to Urathiru, which had some kind of conference room for the ten monarchs of the Epoch, of the Epoch kingdoms, and a throne for each one. Cool, right? And that's why none of the maps placed the holy city in the same location. I thought that was so cool, dude. Yeah. Uh, you made for the nearest city with an oath gate and you use that. Right. So each capital in each major nation had a way mm-hmm. to get to Urathiru. To get to Urathiru, right. you used an oath gate. Right. Right. Um, he's searching for the information here, Shalon thinks. Same as I am. Then this is about Amram. Right. 
but he wants to return the Voidbringers. Why not, sorry, not fight them? And she asks why. Right. Why indeed? I know. It makes Sam Bray more interesting, eh? It's, I love, I do like that, that even though he's uh, not a great guy and... Uh, the villains you know, are yeah. interesting, bro. They're the not, villains they're are not just one-sided. They are interesting fuckers, for sure. It's amazing. Um, the shattered planes haven't always been shattered, she says. That's what the scholars, all but Yasna, are missing. Stormseat was destroyed during the last desolation, but it was so long ago that nobody talks about how. Was it fire and earthquake? No, something more terrible, she says. The city was broken, like a piece of fine dinnerware hit with a hammer. Yeah, I really like this. I really love how she's like, was it, um, was it fire? Was it an earthquake? And then her thing is, no, it has to be something more terrible. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's really awesome. Shalon pattern says, I know that you have forgotten much of what once was. That's interesting. Those lies are what attracted me, but you cannot continue like this. You must admit the truth about me and about what I can do. And what we have done. Mm. More, you must know yourself and you must remember, he says. Right. That's interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, well, it speaks to this whole memory suppression that she's doing. Right. She, you know, and that's been part of the, you know, the, the, the story so far is that she'll, she'll have a memory start to surface and then cuts it off, blocks it out. Mm-hmm. Too painful. Can't go back there. Um, but I, I'm, I, I'm hoping, I was hoping that we would get a little more from that side of things here, but, but we, we don't quite, but I find it interesting that he's now pressing her. This must occur. Right. Because in you order for her remember. to progress, she needs to right. stop regressing. Right. Cause she's, she's gotten already farther where than she is now. And right. then she regressed because of something, something happened and made her regress in her, her development. He's like, Isn't we've already cool done how... stuff. We've already done stuff. You just don't right. remember being able to do it. Right. And I love how both of them help each other progress right. and develop. Yep. Just like Shalom, uh, like uh, Seal and Kaladin. Yep. It's like, it's like, I'm now changing. Now, now I made a joke. Aha. Uh-huh. I, I, I made a funny. Yeah. That's what you've helped me get and understand. And I need to help you too. Mm-hmm. I need you to help you remember you know, the things that we did, like, I can't, I, I, it's interesting that he says the things that we did, you know, yeah. like there's a, a partnership there. and well, and, and that's what I was saying to you about the previous, uh, uh, in the, was it the, I think it was in the, uh, in the epilogue or not the epilogue in the, um, uh, before we did part four, when we covered the interludes, right. That moment where the spren was being held potentially inside. Right. And something right? shot out like, of uh, Ashenai or escaped right. her grasp or something. Right. Yeah. So is that a part of what's missing from this story with regards to Pattern and Sill and others and other Spren is, you know, were they once a part of these beings? Like were they, was, is that the point of Unite Them? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Pattern says, uh, you wish to help, 
You wish to prepare for the Everstorm? Oh, hold on. I just want to read oh, this one do, line here. Do you have here. something before that? Yeah, yeah she, she sat cross-legged. He's telling you have to remember, you must know yourself and remember. Mm. And then she said she uh, she sat cross-legged on the, on the two nice bed. Memories yeah. tried to claw their way out of boxes inside her head. I love that line. It's so memories, cryptic. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good Those line. Those memories all pointed one way towards carpet bloodied and carpet not. Interesting that the memories are like monsters for her. Yeah. And she doesn't want to, uh, you know, yeah. doesn't want to face those monsters. Mm. I don't blame her. But he says, but if you, if you wish to help, if you wish to prepare for the Everstorm, the spren of the unnatural one. Mm-hmm. That's interesting too. Very much so. You must become something. I did not come to you merely to teach you tricks of light. You came to learn. That's what you said. Yes, I came to learn. We became, we became to do something greater. Like they became something more. Right. Yeah. It's really cool, right? It is really cool. Um, Would you have me unable to laugh? She demanded. Would you have me crippled? That is what those memories would do to me. I can be what I am because I cut them off. She admits An it. Image, she admits it of yeah. her limitations with regarding to remember. I mean, it's horrible. As you say, like with that clawing reference out of the box, it's like, why would you invite that back into your life? Like, why would you confront that? Right. An image formed in front of her, born of stormlight, created by instinct. She hadn't needed to draw this image first, for she knew it too well. And the image was of herself, as she should be. Curled up in a huddle, this girl, not a woman, flinched whenever spoken to, expected everyone to shout at her. She could not laugh, for laughter had been squeezed from her by a childhood of darkness and pain. Yeah. Serious. But this was the real Shalon, the person that she had become instead of was a lie, one that had been fabricated in the name of survival. That's interesting. She's saying the person she currently is, is the lie. Is the lie, And that she is the um, girl who flinches whenever whenever spoken to, the expected, the one that she expected everyone to shout at her. That's Mm -hmm. the real Shalon. And she's created this illusion, I guess, of yeah. herself, which is the witty, funny scholar. Right. Well, the, the one that goes to Carbrand, like the, the, the one that first arrives at the city of Bells. Right. That was the lie. Yeah. The whole time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty and then, fucking and cool. And then doubly so, doubly so now with Vale. It's like an extra, it's like a, a you know. Uh, a layer <laughs> upon a layer kind of thing. Yeah. Well, certainly. It's like, it's I like mean, weird Stormlight Inception. How deep does it go? <laughs> it's, I mean, she's certainly an, an onion, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, this next little paragraph after that, she could not laugh. That was the real Shalon, a fabricated one for survival. I wanted to touch, based on that, like, what about with Kaladin? What if Kaladin has, you know, become something other than what he is in ter- at, for, from a need of survival? I think that anyone, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but maybe a little. 
I, I think I think there's some truth to it. I think that anybody who Maybe. goes through any kind mm-hmm. of trauma like they have um, mm-hmm. certainly creates like a new, not a new persona per se, but like, you know, puts up walls and defenses and puts on a nice, happy smile to try to get through mm-hmm. it, right? Fake it till you make it kind of thing. So there's definitely some, some substance there. The last line of that uh, paragraph is pretty neat. Uh, to remember herself as a child, discovering light in the gardens, patterns in the stone in the stonework, and light in gardens there are capitalized. Yeah, and patterns and is, then, is uh, capitalized too. Right, light and patterns, and dreams that became real. And then there's another ellipsis. Right, so she allows herself to like zone out and forget about it. And then this next part with from a pattern actually, is amazing. Actually, we just got double ellipsist. Yeah. Because there <laughs> I was it was kind of like double rain or triple double rainbow. Double double rainbow. <laughs> it just blew my mind, dude. Double ellipses. Brandon Sanderson, you're not going to believe it. On page 885 of the paperback, <laughs> double ellipsis. Whoa. No way. I can't believe it. <laughs> we just got double ellipsy, dude. <laughs> what are um, we? Te- are we uh, Bill and Ted now? Yeah, I think so. I can't yeah, believe it, dude. I'm I'm kind of connecting with with Fleet because Fleet uh, at first, well, he's a runner, so yeah. maybe he's more Tom Cruise than he is. Uh, uh, I, I was going to say he's, he's Fleet. Kind of seems like a surfer, like he's waiting for this giant storm to come in off the off the water. This I'm like, gonna are you going to catch that wave, wave dude? <laughs> yeah. Did you catch that storm, bro? <laughs> Did you, did, did you catch that storm? It was righteous, righteous. <laughs> um, pattern says, mm, such a deep lie. Huh. A deep lie indeed, but still you must obtain your abilities. Learn again if you have to. And again, that's another clue, dude. Learn again. Yeah. Like she's already it's learned all this. Yeah. And she's There's like something... locked it all away. That, but locked it away from when though? I mean, from from a childhood. I think so. She says, or right? from a previous existence. She says, um, uh, yeah, that to remember herself childhood. as a child, discovering light in the gardens, patterns in the stonework, dreams right. that became real, things that you can dream up. She can make into reality by using light, light weaving. Right. So she's done kind of all this stuff already all before. All this before, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. It's crazy. Oh. Are we are we going to get um Shalon Young, like a perspective of Shalon Young? Well, we kind of are getting like, it, right? Well, we are, but but not like what pattern is suggesting. No, the definitely there is definitely um some stuff not being shown to us in these flashbacks, for sure. Hmm. Because that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is that one of the novellas, like uh, in terms of Shalon's? It is not. Ah, okay. Um, very well, Shalon says, but if we did this before, can't you just tell me how it's done? Pattern says, my memory is weak. I was dumb so long, nearly dead. I could not speak. Hmm. Yeah, Shalon says, you were kind of cute though. She's thinking about him, um, be, being 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 a, a younger version of himself. Yeah, the one cute. that was like bumping into shit all the time and stuff. Yeah, she, she gets out her drawing implements, 
And she begins to draw Vale, the dark-eyed con woman, is mm-hmm. how she describes it. It's how it's described here. Vale was not Shalon. Although she was dark-eyed, tan skin, a lethe version of Shalon, a few years older, pointier nose and chin. Shalon breathed out stormlight and created the image, and it stood beside the bed, arms folded, looking as confident as a master duelist facing a child with a stick. Mm-hmm. But how could she do the sound, she thinks? Part of the surge of illumination. Mm-hmm. So over the next hour, Shalon tries everything that she can think of, from straining herself and concentrating to trying to draw, the, draw sounds to making them appear, but nothing worked. I like that she, it takes a lot of effort, like, you know, of her doing this. Yeah, for sure. She climbs, climbs off the bed, gets herself a drink, and as she approached it, now there's the approach, mm-hmm. right? As she approached it, she felt a tugging inside of her. Then she looks over, the, over her shoulder into the bedroom and saw that the image of Vale had started to blur, like a smudge, like a smudged pencil line. Yeah, so she leaves the room, the Isn't illusions that, in, and she goes to get herself something to goes drink. Goes to get a drink. And as she walks away, it starts yeah, to blur. It gets, yeah. Distance from her illusion mm-hmm. ends up breaking apart the illusion. So she needs to stay close to right. it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. She figures out a way and around she, to this now. This is what this is, next whole part is about, this, right? I know, this is crazy. Um, so she's, she's thinking to herself, that's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, Pattern says, I'm sorry that your mystical godlike powers do not instantly work as you would like them to. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry. Well, were you, uh, were you wanting your godlike powers, uh, to be more godlike than they already are? Yeah. Um, I thought you didn't understand humor. She, uh, she says to him, I do. I just explained. Was I being funny? He pauses. He's, he's asking her sarcasm. I was sarcastic by accident. He's actually pretty proud of this. Yeah, he's pretty excited. I guess you're learning, she says. It's the bond. In Shadesmar, I do not communicate this way, this human way. My connection to you gives me the means by which I can manifest in the physical realm as more than a mindless glimmer. Hmm. It links me to you. Helps me communicate as you do. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Even he's kind of interested in this. Yeah, because it's too. well. He's they they said already that the cryptics are kind of scholars too, right? Mm. So it's it's interesting. Um, before before we they got into this little part here, she tries yeah. something. She goes and puts a sphere over by the illusion, hoping right. that the illusion can feed off the stormlight from the sphere. But it's still not really working the way she wants it to. No. Yeah. It's a good try, though. It's 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 a pretty smart thing to do. Maybe if I leave this sphere here, yeah, it'll draw. It'll be able to draw from the sphere. Yeah, and yeah. it won't need me. But it no. won't need to draw from my stormlight that I have inside me. She says, "I'm not glowing. I'm holding a lot of stormlight, but I'm not glowing." Hmm. Pattern says, "Large illusion transforms the surge into another and feeds off of your stormlight." She nods. The stormlight that she was holding. Um, was feeding the illusion. Right. Then Shalon frowns. Pattern, can you move closer to the image? He obliges and crosses over, 
uh, crossing the cover of her bed toward where the where veils stood, mm-hmm. and she began to unfuzz. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yes. And then that leads that leads me to see like like how proximity to her proximity to pattern is having a similar effect. Right. Because they're bonded. So the t- they're bonded. Yeah. Right. Um. That's really cool. That's really awesome. Um. Not yeah. Not com- she didn't unfuzz completely, but his presence made a noticeable difference. Shalon walks over and with the prox- with the with the proximity makes the illusion almost snap back to full clarity. Can you hold stormlight? She asks. Pattern. I don't. I mean, investiture is the means by which I. Here she says, pressing her hand down on him. She pushes some stormlight into him. We're bonded, she says. My illusion is your illusion. I'm going to get a drink. See if you can keep this image from breaking apart. So she leaves. So she can't see him. And it works. It does. The illusion stays. And she says, ha! Getting herself a cup of wine. He was visible because of the stormlight. Right. Cool, right? Super cool. It's like using a familiar... Absolutely. So I want to, before we move on here, there's something really important yeah. we need to talk about. So, okay, go ahead. Um, he says, she says, can you hold Stormlight? And he says, right. I don't, I mean, investiture I mean, yeah. is the means by which I, and then she's like, here. Cuts him off. Cuts him off yeah. again. Okay. So yeah. the very first time the word investiture with an I or invest yes. with a capital I is brought up yep. is when Zale says to Kaladin that the storms are invested to the hilts, that, that there's a, uh, that the storms are invested with something. And it's not just an, a little I, but it's a, a big I, capital I. Yeah. And then Windle says to lift a couple of times in that, uh, that interlude, she tries to, exp- he, uh, Wendell tries to explain to Lyft about investiture and she either yawns or just right. outrightly cuts yawns. him off. Right. Now Pattern is literally trying to explain to Shalon again about <laughs> investiture <laughs> right. and she cuts him off. So remember back in uh, the, uh, the uh, first book, w- w- uh, Way of Kings, we talked about this two or three part reveal that Sanderson does where he, you know, tells you, says the word Fabriel, then it kind of explains what a Fabriel is. And then the next chapter will actually show you what a Fabriel looks like. Someone will actually be using one. So he's doing that with investiture. He's telling us something about this word and what it means and how it applies to the story, but he's not fully telling us about it yet. He's literally writing his characters so that they cut off the point of information for this word. So I just wanted to point out that it seems yeah. to be something important. Yeah, it seems to be something important to the understanding of how things work, but none of our characters are able to learn it because they're too stupid to to either ask or just they blatantly cut off the the information giver. Lift and Shalon are separate characters, right? They are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They are completely right. separate characters. One okay. is a a thirteen year old girl, a ten year old girl who's been ten for thirty three yeah. years, and the other one is a um, completely well, different. Well, what character. I was just so for some reason, I mean, and, and I, of course I, I, I knew that. And, and from reading the interlude, I was thinking about Lyft and her description and whatever, but just as you said that with regards to the investiture and both those stories, both of their spren trying to get across this idea. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what if Sanderson is like, you know, giving us this Being new character sneaky. Lyft <laughs> yeah. and it's actually the childhood version 
of Shalon. Oh, because you just had that. You just had that memory. But the, that, the only problem with that is that so I, I, what I know, Lyft can do and what Shalon can do are two completely I, different set, sets of power. Completely different. Yeah. yeah the the ingestion. If Lyft was the, also yeah, uh, a light weaver, then I'd be like, "Yo, I'm on the I'm on board with you." But completely different sets, sets of power. But that could be a thing. I'm just kind of concerned. I, I, there's, there's so, dude, because of this system of, of the surges and of the, the use of these powers in, in Roshar. Yeah. There's all kinds of things like that that could, that could happen, that mm-hmm. could be true. It's, uh, th- there's, th- th- dude, there's you know a I mean? world there's of so possibilities. Many possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. One of the things that he is doing okay. here, though, is he is doing parallels, which he's done before between two characters. So he's showing mm. that Shalon and Lyft, completely different right. characters, but they're very right. similar in the way that they don't yeah. listen, really listen to their, right. you know what I mean? They don't listen to their spread. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, pressing the hand down on him. We're bonded. It worked. The illusion has stayed. I'll need to take that into account, Shalon thinks. Mm-hmm. Build illusions so that he can hide in them. Right. It worked, Pattern says. How did you know it would work? I didn't. I guessed. She drank another sip and Pattern hummed. Yasna would not have approved. Scholarship requires a sharp mind and alert senses. These do not mix with alcohol. Shalon drank the rest of the cup with a gulp. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, interesting. It's, that it's funny. In, in Yasna's absence, it's like, okay, yeah, wine's, uh, wine's on. <laughs> yeah, I, she's my idol, but she's dead, so I'm going to drink. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, so I'm going to drink. But I do like that this is in oh, italics again, because these are her exact words. So remember, right. we've talked about how she's gone, but she's not really gone she's because not she really stays, no, no. she's alive through Shalon, right? Yep. And we have to assume that there is all this stuff that we didn't get to read in the book that happened between Shalon and Yasna. All these teachings, they were on, on the sea for like weeks and they didn't show us you know, three weeks of conversations. So there's yeah. all this information that will eventually leak out that we learn about Yasna through Shalon because we weren't, we weren't there to see it in the book, but now, you know what I mean? She can tell us by doing these like you little. Know, it'd be nice to learn more from about Yasna that not, it's not just Shalon keeping her alive, but maybe Navani, we could get more of a perspective there. Well, or no, even Navani or, or even my. Navani and Shalon have not talked yet, so. I know, right? So, yeah. or even my, my conspiracy theory, like, didn't I have, didn't I have a, well, it's not conspiracy theory, but it's a, did, did, I had a, th- a wild Jack theory that maybe, um, Yasna might've been Dalinar's daughter somehow. Yeah. Or, or, um, or, no, I think for you it was, was are it? Adeline and Renarin Navani's kids? Adeline I think that Renarin. was your wild crazy theory. No, no, no. It was, it was about, no, no, because it was regarding the, the text that connected uh, Dalinar's uh, disposition and and Yasnas. All right, they're they're similar. There's a paragraph or something like mm-hmm. I, I know this is. I mean, there's so much text and I can't sure. recall it with now, accuracy. I would, but it was in Way of Kings. I would say that there is a history of nieces and nephews being similar to their <laughs> uncles and aunts. I was just saying. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah, you I have nieces and nephews. You know, like they, I you get know, it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There's probably I one know, of them that I'm are gra- like, oh, it's just like I'm Jack. Just, I'm just, I'm just wondering if there's more of a story there. Anyways, yeah. whatever. It's one of my, one of my, one of my little theories. <laughs> um, so she drinks the wine with a push of stormlight. She attracted the illusion to pattern as often as she often attached them to herself. 
and his glow subsided, and she asks him, walk around. I don't walk, Pattern says. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. Pattern moved, and the image moved with him. It didn't walk, unfortunately. The image just kind of glided, like light reflected onto the wall from a spoon you idly turned in your hands. She cheered to herself anyway. After so long failing to get sounds from one of her creations, this different discovery seemed a major victory. Could she get it to move more naturally? She, asked, she settled down with her sketch pad and started drawing. It's awesome. And that's what I'm wondering, is if you can get Pattern to occupy one of these illusions right. that, that, that she can create, that opens up a lot more possibilities. Yeah. The only stumbling block is um, what's the proximity that she needs to be to Pattern? Well, if any, that, if he's if he's able to absorb the light, we don't know that yet, right? It's they're they're literally right. in the same room together, so uh, um, yeah. th- I'm sure she's going to try this out because <laughs> what that means is that potentially you could have Vale and Shalon in the same room. Yeah, that's true. That's very true, actually. Yeah, it's like um, it's like that uh, um, uh. That uh, uh, cleric power in D anD D, where they can summon a, a duplicate, and then they can make duplicate, their duplicate yeah. cast spells for them, and like, yeah, yeah, really. Only cool. in this case, you're, you're like, only in this case, like, like, even if somebody's on to Vale or yeah. on to Shalon in some way, she can potentially use this to to really, you know, save her butt. Like she could get Vale <laughs> to like turn down an alley while Shalon. <laughs> turns down right. another light but we don't something yeah. I, I can't i mean I, the, I don't know the, i'm just positive i'm just the implications are amazing the possibilities are wide open yeah but also you, you have to wonder are there others like her doing similar things right with with illusions right yeah i mean we don't we so, don't really know the, the so far we've only met three or four other search binders Mm-hmm. Um, Cal, Shalon, Yasna was one. Uh, Lift is clearly one. Um, Yim, the cobbler, was one. Yeah, sorry, Yasna uh, was one. Well, Yasna said she was the same as right. Shalon, and she one of her things were uh, soul casting, and the other thing was something else she never really told us about. She could do something else that we never learned. So we don't know that it's that it's what Shalon does. With no, we, we we she uh, uh, Yasna definitely told Shalon. I each order has two surges they can do. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, we share one in common, which is soul casting, and we do not soul share casting, the other right. one. But we didn't. We never knew what the other one she could do was. Ah. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So what's your, pa- so what's what's your, your pattern? What's your, what's your pattern for this? Uh, what's your chapter? pattern? What's, what's your my highlight? pattern for this one? Uh, my highlight? Uh, well, I think I might've said it earlier, but I, I think I'm going to, um, I'm going to say that, uh, pattern getting his sense of humor. Yeah. Um, that was, that's a, that's a really fun moment of this chapter. I mean, the, the power is cool. The illusion is is good. Him being able to occupy it—that's all fascinating. But for, in terms of highlight for the chapter, I, I would say it's it's the uh, the uh, the levity and and chuckles that are given over his uh, his uh, rather, um, you know, <laughs> I guess rude, rude joke that he heard from from Vatha's men that he's like you know he's, he's hanging out with a bunch of sailors kind of thing and he's repeating this 
this joke that he's heard at the bar and, and Shalon interrupting well, him about it. Shalon, you know, it's, ha- it's it happened to Shalon, right? On the wind's pleasure. Yeah. She started yeah. getting a foul mouth hanging out with the sailors and now he's getting a foul mouth getting <laughs> uh, hanging out with the mercenaries. That's my highlight so too. Think, uh, my highlight literally it, reads, uh, gotta be Pattern's yeah. dick joke, right? And then like <laughs> five question marks. It's gotta be the dick joke. The, no, sorry. The tip. The, the tip. tip joke. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is as close to a dick joke that Sanderson is probably ever going to write. So I'm surprised he even got that close, but that's, but that's, that's good. (laughs) I like that he, that he is willing to, uh, sort of, uh, like, like still sort of fly around the issue rather than like go for the full gusto. So he'll he'll just go tip and then build the joke, which (laughs) is good. Uh, It's so funny. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so yeah, um, so it's time for the info dump. We are doing something a little Mm -hmm. different today. Um, the info dump is actually, I didn't do any work on it. Can you believe that? Can you believe it? Was it a spren that helped us out? Yes, it was a spren and his name is Buzzkill Joe. (laughs) Uh, one of our, uh, our, our good friends, good friends of the show. Um, from now on, Joe is going to be doing some research for us. Um, our load is getting, Mm -hmm. you know, too heavy to hold uh, just the two of us. We are, we need some, some willing people. And Joe was kind enough to give up some of his time to, um, to do some research for us. So this info dump is brought to you you by Buzzkill Joe. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's, uh, let, let's go through it here. I have, uh, uh, some things that we want to, we want to talk about. So Chanarak is the Herald, one of the Heralds of the Almighty. This is the very first mm-hmm. time we ever hear that name. Um, there Sweet. are 10 Heralds, yeah, remember, sorry. and we've heard quite a few of them and maybe we should do a, uh, a Herald roundup one day. We'll, we'll talk about, uh, um, maybe I'll get Buzzkill <laughs> Joe to do a list of all the Heralds we've Herald heard by now. Heralds roundup. <laughs> it's like a little, uh. <laughs> like 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 Woody's roundup. Yeah, exactly. Um, um so yeah, that's Chanarak. Um uh we obviously yes. um heard high spren and that was the first time we yes. ever heard that spren before, so that's really great. Um mm-hmm. the bunny rabbit thing was kind of cool. Um Oh yeah. We don't know yeah. why wit um said bunny rabbit or it, like do, do bunny rabbits ha- uh, exist on Rashar? Do they not? Can, can I can I ask you this question? Sure. Does Brandon Sanderson as an author, because uh, I've only read this with you, right. right? So does he write other books that take place on Earth? Um, he does or write- Or Earth-like he, stories. Yeah, he does write books that take place on Earth, but those books are not in the Cosmere. Okay. Because what, because my, my theory was, well, if bunny rabbits are a thing and if- And Earth is part of the Cosmere, it's very possible Earth could be part of the Cosmere, but he just hasn't written a book about it yet. Not even so much that Earth is part of the Cosmere, but wit could be this entity that experiences like, I don't know, like he says he knows most stories. Yeah. Well, maybe that's because he's a part of a larger, I don't know, a larger picture. Mm -hmm. That was the only thing I could think of. Uh, the next thing I have here is a, um, a wit plays a strange instrument, <sighs> a strange in- instrument mm-hmm. made of taut strings and polished wood. So maybe a lute or a lyre or some kind of, um, maybe it's just a regular acoustic guitar. It's like a Fender acoustic. Polished wood. It could be an acoustic. Yeah. yeah it could we, be a ukulele. It could be a ukulele. Think, yeah. That's very true I think too. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> singing about I, fleet I actually kind of hope it's a ukulele now. That'd be yeah, amazing. Me too. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got Storm Seat. We already kind of talked about Storm Seat. Um, it could be uh, in the Shattered yeah. Plains. It was the capital of Natan Natan. Not to be um, right. not to be uh, confused with the city of New Natan Natan, which is off the coast on the uh, the east of uh, the Shattered Plains, which just takes its name from the old kingdom of Natan uh, Natan. So or Natan right. Natan, depending on how you say it. Um, Natan Natan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get the word investiture, which we already talked about. Um, this Mm -hmm. was, um, a, uh, another moment where we get a little crumb, but don't really get to get any, any substance. Um, (laughs) a a hot plate is uh, mentioned and this is a, uh, a Fabriel hot plate. plate? Yeah. Well, I missed that. Isn't that fun? Um, it's in the uh, Shalon yeah. chapter. So she had a hot plate um, in her room somewhere. And so it's like, like a, a little dorm like room. Like a TV dinner? Yeah. She's like make, a TV dinner hot plate? She's making, she's making uh, <laughs> uh, ramen. That's what she's doing. She's making some ramen. <laughs> oh, nice. Ramen. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. You asked earlier about uh, uh, Giselle, the day of Giselle, which is a day of the yeah. week. And it is mm-hmm. uh, basically oh, is the okay. first day of the week. It's like a Monday. Okay. Um, Just another manic Monday, Giselle. Uh, so that's it. That's the end of the uh, info dump. Uh, uh, um, so thanks a lot to uh, Buzzkill Joe for uh, doing some research for us. That was Buzzkill uh, Joe. huge, huge help this week. Um, mm. And uh, now another time to say thanks to all of our fun people. Here comes the list of our patrons. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> Andrew oh, Woods, James M, Valkov Marin, Jan, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, uh, Richard Fetherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S, Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P, Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willman, Christopher Jack, Brendan R, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton, Wick, Joseph, which is Buzzkill Joe, Alex Defour, Daniel <laughs> Whitten, Werewolf Will, John M, Jake DeFeo, Robert Goble, my mom, hi mom. Arizu, <laughs> Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, John, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christian Pappy, no, 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 Jack's wife, Linda, and our best friend, Mike. Mm. So if you want to be on that list and you want to be able to reap all the rewards of being part of the Patreon team, like bonus episodes, Discord, um, Werewolf Will has just set up a really awesome uh, whole extension of the uh, the movie club now called Lightweavers Appreciation Guild. Um, so they'll do, they're, they're doing movies and they're, they're talking about them. It's a super fun hang. Um, but there's all kinds of really fun stuff happening uh, in, in the community right now. And if you want to be part of that, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of. If you want to reach out to us and just chat, you can do so uh, by email at heroes of cather at gmail.com you can always reach out on twitter at twitter uh, at heroes of one you can find us on uh, instagram at the storm pod or you can always check out our um our subreddit uh the storm pod where uh there are more and more people joining every day so thank you guys so much for listening um we are right in the the start of page four uh, uh part four here so the sander lunch is soon to come i can't wait till jack gets all the goodies <laughs> Um, we really appreciate you listening 
We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra. He crossed the peaks, but lost his head. The last paths lay before his feet, but strength he'd spent and might he'd lost. Hold on Each a second. Step was... Hold on a second. Sorry, go ahead. Start start that he crossed the peaks again. Because you said he lost he... his head and it's, he lost his lead. So just start over, I'll cut it out. Oh, <laughs> I, I said head. Shit, it's just oh, a no, body no. running around without a head? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> he crossed the peaks, but lost his lead. I said head. The la- Sorry. He crossed the peaks, but lost his head. <laughs> and now I got to keep I, it all in. I got to keep it all gotta, in. No, no, no. I'm not going to keep it This is... In.